lastly, let's let's just do a case study on Journey. How Journey answered these four questions. Um, so this is the guy that invented Journey, Her- Herbie Herbert, one of my heroes. He's the guy that assembled Journey and is brilliant. So here's Journey. Started out as a Santana jam band, uh, early seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's let's take a run around the bases and think about how Journey answered these four questions: what they eliminated, what they raised, what they reduced, and what they created. Um, so what did they eliminate? Don Dimitri, any are you a Journey? fan uh i'm i might be after your journey yeah yeah i mean i'm i love journey i love journey but my knowledge of catalog isn't really you know that deep to be able to have a say i'm afraid yeah yeah. i'm more a i'm more a sort of 80s 90s forwards i think the journey is a little bit before 80s is it like 70s isn't it yeah yeah Yeah, they started yeah yeah Yeah. early 70s all right so which factors did journey eliminate so at the time the grateful dead were huge Santana was huge. It was all about 20 minute songs and six minute solos. Um, and Journey was born into that world, right? Um, Herbie Herbert was the road manager for Santana. They were part of this universe, right? So, yeah. so th- these four questions helped Journey become part of the future instead of part of history. They could have easily just stayed back here and been a jam band that nobody's talking about today, but they made some very key decisions that gave them a 50 year career that they're celebrating this year Um, with our friends from Toto as well. So if you're, if they're in your neck of the woods, go check them out. There's a lot to learn there. Um, All right. So what, what did they uh, eliminate journey eliminated the jam band 14-minute songs that were popular, right? They just, at some point, they'd made a decision, again, whether intuitively or consciously in a management meeting, they said, you know what? We are going to zig and zag here. We're not going to be Grateful Dead copycat number 12. Uh, What did they reduce? Um, And again, this is hindsight. We're able to look back and really reduce this down and simplify it for the sake of, you know, their hindsight is really becoming our foresight. Um, It's obviously for them, it was probably much more complex than this, but we're going to use them as an example. So what did they reduce? So at the time, Hammond B3 was huge. Carlos Santana, Black Magic Woman. It was the thing, right? And Greg Rowley was a great B3 player, um, but they got rid of Greg Rowley and brought in Jonathan Kane. So they reduced that component of it. Which factors did they raise? Uh, They raised their vocal bar. They brought in this drummer named Steve Perry, who changed history for vocalists. Hmm. Um, Which factors did they create? So Journey was responsible for really distilling down to a three-minute pop song approach, a fan-first approach as we describe it. The band was primarily focused on how the fan would be able to see their own story in their music. Um, 
fan first strategy centered on the audience told the fan story gives fans gives fans songs that the fans could step into the band was on stage to support the fans experience um so another thing they kind of created was digestibility journey uh frontman steve perry and jonathan kane focused on songs that were shorter in length so again the three and a half minute pop songs and people hated them for this but all the people that hated them are broke right so you know they kind of they kind of won um so the combination of these things they eliminated the jam band approach they reduced the emphasis on the b3 by bringing in the piano and synths they raised the vocal bar with steve perry and they created what we call a fan first approach just to sorry just just no. for those who might have who, who might not understand it fully what is what is what does the b3 stand for b3 is the organ the hammond organ, organ b3 organ. yeah 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 so those are some of the things that help journey become part of the future instead of part of history they could have easily just dug their heels in and said i'm gonna be a jam band and that's what i'm gonna be and you know i hate change and i am who i am kind of thing um but they made some strategic decisions by answering these four questions of the ERC framework so those are a few of the ways that journey kind of created a future for themselves so that's that's what i have for us today and that's really mm. about becoming an original creative differentiation for artists by answering the four questions within the ERC framework i think it's it, it's it, it's been a really really useful um overview you know and uh, and and obviously it's super important to find ways for yourself um to stand out otherwise you'll just get lost in the mob and and get lost in the hundred thousand of songs released on streaming yeah. services every single day yeah you know yeah. i remember i remember i remember i was talking about this two years ago mm -hmm. uh but i feel that now it's even more important because i'm i can't i can't remember the exact numbers but i because you know i do i go to a lot of like um, music industry conferences and whatnot and i remember that um early early last year i think the number was still like eighty thousand or something like this or even below that yeah. eighty thousand new songs dropped right. every day you know it's hundred thousand now um uh, you know it's probably going to be 200,000 uh this time next year so yeah. um if you if you don't find ways to 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 have USPs to differentiate yourself from the others you know you might you might be a great artist you might have great songs but you will just get lost you know and yeah and, and in, the, in, in the noise everywhere yeah I think of it a good friend of mine said music was going free about 10 years ago and I was like what is he mm. talking about you know why is why is he saying that and he was really right music is is becoming a souvenir I mean people still yeah. pay for music it's you know we sell products every day for artists that want that souvenir um but it's not enough anymore I mean your music has to be great it should be great yeah. you don't you don't want it yeah. to suck obviously but it's no longer sufficient so the way we think about it is we're we're a 
fan first company that stages experiences. We're a, a artist experience company. How do we build experiences that fans will pay for? Some of it's music, but some of it's subscriptions, some of it's, you know, live face-to-face stuff. Um, so that's really, that's where we spend most of our time is just thinking about experiences. It's like Cirque yeah. du Soleil. It's like I, we could go to that. What was Barnum and Bailey circus that went out of business a couple of years and it's a crappy $4 circus. And it's like, eh, don't want it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I'd rather pay 200 bucks to go to experience Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. I mean, you walk in there. I was fortunate to spend some time at their uh, compound in, in uh, Montreal. And you walk in there and you're like, I feel like I walked into Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. It's like, what is going, who are these nut jobs? It was like, it's, it's a total experience. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, and yeah, I feel- I'll pay for that. Get, I'll take the $50, whatever, you know? It's- yeah. Yeah. And actually, I, I feel those artists who, uh, who, who understand that it's about right, that these days is about so much more than just music will be the ones who succeed you know those who will get left behind sadly and who will keep in case leaders are those who will try to